Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Pixelated Podcast. I'm Patrick Reif. And I'm Alex McGlynn. And today we're going to talk about five, no, six reasons to use a agile methodology in product development. Yeah, so uh, the basic uh, theory behind agile development uh, in projects, product development, you can actually use it in a lot of different uh, ways. You can use agile marketing. Uh, the, the basic thinking is that you can make changes and implement changes throughout the process. So it doesn't have to be a static start to finish. There are going to be changes that happen along the way. There are going to be improvements. Uh, there are going to be things that get cut out. Uh, your priorities might shift. So basically it's kind of ebbing and flowing with the, the process and using a cross-functional team from sales, from marketing, from product, from engineering, so that you're getting uh, a more well-rounded view of what the product should be. Uh, so that when you finally do release it, uh, release your first version, your first iteration, and then uh, continue iterations after that, that you're developing a product that is sticky and that works and that actual meets actual consumer needs. Uh, so, speaking of consumers, number one, gain customers. So when you are kind of going through a new product, it's really important to start the process by talking to people about what it is they're looking for, what it is they want and what problems or pain points they are trying to solve for. Just because you think it's a great idea does not mean it is. There have been many products that have been built with all of the best intentions in the world that did not get adopted because they didn't, they didn't actually solve a pain point. They solved something people complain about. People like to complain about things. Usually there's a really specific need or pain point behind those complaints. Getting to that is, uh, it's kind of step one uh, in the, the lean or agile methodology. Uh, and it helps you gain customers because again, you're building something that people want. And you're guaranteeing yourself from the beginning, there'll at least be some subset of customers that want the thing you're making. Yeah, great. So speaking of building what they want, um, <clears throat> what that means in an ongoing process is um, Typically, if it's a new product that you're building, maybe it doesn't exist yet. Maybe you have a specific value proposition that you're bringing to it, so you're positioning it differently in the market. But those early customers, right? We talked about uh, gaining early customers and then talked about building what they want. But from an ongoing point of view, what that means is where you start the customer with your client and what they have in mind and what they want and what the perfect fit of that product is gonna end up being are very different things. So what you wanna do is you wanna make sure that as you're building stuff, you're getting it and you're releasing it and you're sending it out to your clients and you're able to hear their feedback and then you're able to take that feedback and as their opinion changes as they're using the new tool and they're working with it, they're gonna see different opportunities and the ideal opportunity for you is to listen to those things that they're saying, ah, oh, this would really be perfect or by the way, I know we wanted to build that and like it didn't have an impact but we noticed this other thing going on and we're wondering if there's not something you can do with that. It's a huge, huge, huge opportunity for you to uh, tune the product, if you will, uh, and to do it along your development path. Yeah, and again, it's important to remember this fits into things that are outside of just the world of software development. We make software here at Pixelated, so that is where our head's always at. But if you are an agency that's releasing a new service, you can do something very similar where you test it with a small group of customers, get feedback from them, and get feedback from your team on how the process went, uh, and then make incremental improvements and make changes, and again, build what the customer you're building what the customer wants and then you're changing it based on those changing wants and needs. So, number three, manage shifting priorities. So, 
as I'm sure everyone in the world is aware, uh, in mid-March, things came to a screeching halt in the world of events, uh, and it has slowly started to recover, but we're not quite there yet. If you were bound and determined to finish whatever development cycle you were on, or at least whatever product you were re releasing, without being agile, you would be building a product for a world that no longer exists. So, the great thing about the Agile method is that you can manage those shifting priorities. Obviously, this is a really extreme example, but this kind of thing happens all the time. New trends come out, things change, people want different things, they expect different things. You know, Google releases a new feature and all of a sudden everyone expects you to be able to do something similar. That kind of stuff happens all the time in software development, and it also happens all the time in the events world. New trends mean changing priorities and what they're expecting from their event planners what they're expecting from the agencies they work with. This is a problem that people deal with in every facet of uh, dealing with consumers yeah. and customers. So uh, like 100%, like right down the center of the lane. And you know, that plays in perfectly. We actually sequence these very well to uh, <clears throat> number four on the list is making incremental improvements. So part of your agile development journey is going to be finding bugs and having to fix them before they crash the whole ship. The other thing is watching how your users are using it from the behind from behind the scenes. So this is taking uh, like the concept of an AB methodology and applying it. So watching the way that everyone is using and experiencing the tool um, from a psychological point of view where they don't even realize it, right? Like scroll depths and how much buttons are being clicked and who's actually using this thing that we thought was, you know, like we thought if we integrated with MailChimp, it was going to be a game changer, but like nobody touches it. So it's not um, like finding all those things and, and being able to, to turn them into these little tiny incremental um, positives, you know, like in incremental improvements, tremendous opportunity. And that's the way, you know, like speaking back to, to building what they want, right? Like this is that same kind of thing where you're slowly but surely tuning the product with as, as small of a feedback loop as possible. So that way you're building in and you're listening and you're building in and you're listening and releasing goes between both of those. It sure does. Yeah. Releasing, it's a really important part. Very if you don't release part. it, they can't test it. Yeah, release it. Uh, this one is somewhat counterintuitive uh, and I have seen a lot of pushback on this kind of, uh, this, this side of uh, agile lean methodology. It actually does increase productivity there are a lot of people who would assume that it doesn't because if you're working with changing priorities and you're constantly making tweaks to your plan and you are constantly adding small things to a very, you know, a growing process, it could feel like you're not being as productive as you could be. The reality is that if you spend a lot of time working on things that will never actually be adopted, that is a huge waste of productivity. So Pat used the example of MailChimp. If Pixelated were to decide to build a bunch of integrations because we assumed that's what customers wanted That would be a giant waste of time if no one ever bought it So that is how you are actually saving productivity because you are building things that people have said that they want or shown that they wanted um, Or you've seen that there are improvements that can be made and you're implementing them You're always making sure that the things you're doing are leading to positive ends there shouldn't be, if you do this correctly, there shouldn't be a ton of wasted time and energy and productivity because again, you're constantly building for def uh, definitive ends that you know are going to have a positive impact overall. Yeah, so to build on that, um, so everybody, if you haven't yet, definitely read or listen to Lean Startup by Eric Ries. Like it's gonna hit home on so many of the things that we're talking about right now. Um, really, really like a, a, a perfect addition to it. But in that, 
in that book he talks about uh, doing like uh, a mail-a-thon and having like 10,000 like envelopes that you need to like fold, stuff, stamp, lick, seal. And you think that batching it together, doing all of the folding and all the stuffing and all of the seal, like that that would be the best until you get to like step six of the process that you need to do and it uncovers a problem with the whole thing and then you have to go back and do the entire thing again. Which, when I was thinking about like bringing this up, I was like, oh, like I should mention that. And then I was like, actually there's like a very clever way for me to refer to it, which would be in Parks and Rec. I believe it's Jerry Gergich is like doing Leslie Nope's like, like mail campaign to get elected for whatever. And yep. uh, Donna keeps like feeding him envelopes and she's just like watching him because he's totally mad about just like <laughs> consistent, constant processes. And they finally finish and he gets to the end and realizes that there's an error and the whole thing is wrong. And he like takes his jacket back off and he's like, looks like I'm in for a wrong, long night. And like, she sits <laughs> back down and she's like, I'm just gonna live tweet this. But the, the point being, um, batching has its arguments for positivity, but there's a lot of times that you'll, geez, that was a long, geez, sorry, sorry guys. Batching has very valuable attributes, but they can be misleading because at the end of the day, there's also a lot of value in creating one version of something and making sure that it works and where it's going. And if it doesn't, fixing it and then doing that again until you can see that it's really working and then you want to send it out. Then you want to stuff 10,000 envelopes. 100%. 100%. So that's it. <laughs> Allows for, for faster iteration. I backhanded, that was number six, guys. Um, anything else you want to mention before we go? Uh, don't be stubborn when you're rolling out new processes. Listen to your customers just because you think it's a great idea doesn't mean it can't be improved. Sweet, that's a good one. Um, all right guys, so before you go, if you could please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Your reviews help us find more listeners for the show, uh, and your subscription ensures that you get notified each day when we publish a new episode. So without further ado, I'm Patrick Gray. And I'm Alex Glenn. See you tomorrow.